Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, is going to be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect in this coming year on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, Pastor Tommy, this is week 26 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. It's really been a good year, a good half year at least of us uh, doing the podcast. And, and I'm now just, we're in a new year. That's right. I, First episode of 2020. Numero uno. little Spanish lingo for you there. Um, that but, was great Spanish. <laughs> no, man, I'm incredible. But anyway, <laughs> it's just exciting to see what the Lord has in store for, for us. And, you know, I just want to encourage our people. This is a great time to recommit to listening to this mm-hmm. podcast and, and getting subscribed and all the things they need to do. But uh, as we look to the coming year, I think there's also something else that we always need to be looking forward to, and I think that's heaven. So uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about heaven today. Yeah, sure, because we are in a new year at our church, Northwood, and we've got a big goal for this year, don't we, Trey? We do. We want to see at our church 50 people come to faith in Jesus Christ and baptized in our church. It's a big goal for us, Mm -hmm. but we believe that God is more than able to do that as we get about his business and do what he's called us to do. And so we thought, man, it'd be really probably helpful to think about eternity because Mm -hmm. that's really what's at stake for people is eternity. People are going to spend eternity either in heaven or in hell. And so we want to take the next couple of podcasts and talk about the reality of eternity. What of eternity? Mm-hmm. What is heaven? What is hell? And how do I get there? And what's it going to be like? And all those questions that people have about eternity, we want to try to do our best in a short amount of time to answer those questions. So when we think about eternity, we think about heaven, first of all. I think we yeah. all, everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to die. I've heard that old Southern gospel song, yeah. but everybody does want to go to heaven. That's I mean, right. that's the idea. That's right. And uh, what I think has happened, because there's so much out there from every religion, every denomination, everybody has an opinion about it, but I yeah. think there's probably some misconceptions about yeah, heaven. Yeah, so we're going to talk about those misconceptions. But before we do, let me ask you a question. Yes, Trey. sir. So if you think about it, what is for you in all your years of traveling and going places, your most favorite place that you've ever been? My most favorite place? Uh, probably up in the mountains in North Carolina, maybe uh, near uh, in or around Grandfather Mountain, that area. Really beautiful. Yeah. I think so it's just, just gorgeous. It's beautiful. You like it pretty. And cool in the middle of summer. That's what's really nice. So, you know, you come from the heat of, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of down here in the oppressive uh, – thing heat and then you go up there and just it's wonderful so you're a mountain man i'm really not i don't don't (laughs) want to stay there i just want to visit you know but yeah it's really nice okay okay so so for me my most favorite place i've ever been and i'm going there in less than a month is israel and i've never been so i can't say that you have not walked the streets that's awesome yeah i'm going it'll be um i think the third fourth time i've gone over to israel so looking forward to it leading a group from here uh, to, to go to there and how many y'all going? Them. 35 people. Wow. That's, that's awesome. a lot of cat to herd. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's gonna it is going to be herding cats. It's going to be an experience, but we're super excited about it. Can't wait. And what I like about Israel Trey is that when you are there, I mean, I know this isn't theologically accurate. I get that, but there's just something about being there where I just feel closer to God. Mm, I've heard that. You know, I mean, you are not the only person. I mean, it, said it, that. It, this is where it all happened, right? Mm-hmm. The, the streets that Jesus walked, you, you see the place where he was crucified. You see the, the empty tomb. I just feel closer to God there. I, I mean, I know here I'm just as close to God mm-hmm. in Charleston, South Carolina, as I am in Jerusalem. But I mean, it seems like 
from Jerusalem, talking to God, it's a local call, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it just seems that way, right? That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just something about being there that, you know, makes you feel close to God. And that's what we all want. We all want to feel close to God, don't we? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so you think about, you know, heaven. I mean, you don't get any closer to God than heaven. Yep, no, that is where God is. So, Right. Yeah. And so let's talk about that. Let's talk about some misconceptions we have about heaven, because I believe that we all do some things that we think about heaven that may not be accurate. Well, let's, uh, there's, I think there's probably seven we can look at this, the, today. Uh, first of all, I think everybody says when someone passes away, well, they're in heaven. But the reality is most, uh, the, excuse me, the falsehood is that most people go to heaven when they die. Yeah. We all want to think that, that, that heaven is for everybody who's lived a good life. Mm. And, and, and the people that don't go to heaven, those are the really, really bad people. The person that's, you know, the serial murderer or whatever the case may be, they don't go to heaven. But, you know, everybody else, they get in. And, and, and I love our policemen and I love our, our, our soldiers and all the things they do. But just because you're a hero doesn't mean you go to heaven. And right. I think there's a confusion there that uh, needs to be addressed. Yeah, yeah. There are going to be a lot of good people mm. that aren't in heaven. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. Because the scripture is very clear, right? That heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Amen. Amen. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. And so we are, are, are very dogmatic in our conviction as followers of Jesus that the only way to be in the eternal presence of God is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're right, Trey. We could be a hero on this earth and, and done some great things, but that's not what qualifies us for uh, life eternal with God. What qualifies us for life eternal with God is only a relationship with Jesus Christ, right? And so you've got a couple of scriptures that speak to this, right? So, so Jesus says in Matthew 7, 13 through 14, enter by the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are what, Trey? There are few of us. You, right? Mm-hmm. And so you think about the multitude of people that live on this earth. The sad reality is, is that most people who live on this earth will not be in heaven. Mm. And I heard someone recently say, is it no wonder that the, uh, something about, uh, the high, about the highway to hell is a highway to hell and only a stairway to heaven. No, there you go. There <laughs> even you go. In, I mean, even in pop culture, yeah, it comes yeah, out. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's just a sad reality. And so I, I know that's not popular to think about or popular to talk about, but we, we need to be biblical in our mm. understanding of, of eternity. And the biblical reality is, is that heaven is a prepared place for prepared people, that not all people go to heaven simply because they were good people. People go to heaven because of what Jesus Christ has done for them. And, and you must believe and mm. trust in what Jesus Christ has done for you in order to gain uh, the eternal reward that Christ has prepared for you. And so it's just a misconception that most people go to heaven. Most yeah. people do not. I know you've been through this. Someone passes. There was really no hope that they even had made a profession of faith in Christ. Yeah. And the family immediately wants you to preach them into heaven when you yeah. get to the funeral. Yeah, yeah it's difficult. And, uh, you know, you said, and they said, but they were such good people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you have to, you, you know, I always say things that, try to bring comfort in that time. And yeah. I'm sure you do. Yeah, yeah. I'll say, Oh no, they split hell wide open. <laughs> right. Know? No, you don't, you don't do that. that. Don't but the point that. is, is you're not going to preach them into heaven just yeah. because they were a great mama or a great daddy or whoever yeah. it was. And that's the sad thing is yeah. the greatest. And that's why I say the greatest thing we can do for people 
is to tell them about Jesus, tell have them the have truth. a relationship with truth. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we've kind of started this podcast on a bit of a downer, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sorry. This is not popular to talk about. No, it's and, not. And we want to be sensitive to this issue, but uh, we want to uh, be correct in our understanding mm-hmm. of the nature of God as well. And, and this reality should sober us and give us a desire to share the gospel because we want people to know that mm-hmm. there is uh, the opportunity for all people. All people can Everyone. have the opportunity to go to heaven mm. if they hear the gospel and choose to place their faith in Jesus That's Christ. Right. That's exactly right. Right. And I, so let's let's move on and try to get a little little up tempo here. Yeah. Uh, as Christians, though, heaven uh, is the ultimate goal of the Christian life. That is actually not uh, that's. Yeah, that's a misconception, isn't it? We we think that heaven is the ultimate goal, but it really isn't the ultimate goal of the Christian life. And I don't know about you, Trey, and 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 you know what your experience was as a kid, and when you heard about Jesus, and someone told the gospel to you. But I think for me, growing up, right? I mean, you were presented with two choices: mm-hmm. heaven or hell. Yeah. Right. And so my, my concern is, is that many people place their faith in Jesus because they wanted to avoid hell. And simply get to heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, we we want to get to heaven. Again, that's not a bad goal. It's just not the ultimate goal. The yeah. ultimate goal of the Christian life isn't simply to get eternal reward mm-hmm. or eternal heaven. The ultimate goal of the Christian life is Jesus. Exactly. To know him and to live for him and to walk with him. I mean, this is what Paul says, right? So Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, verses 8 through 11, indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain what, Trey? Gain Christ. Gain Christ. Not heaven, Mm -hmm. right? But gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. They may know him and the power of his resurrection. Now listen to this. And may share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. And we want to be delivered from sufferings. And we say, well, if I can just get to heaven. you know, And it does. Heaven does deliver us from our sufferings, but still... There, you know, all that God teaches us through our sufferings. Right, right. Know. And what Paul says, is he says, you know, I want Christ. That is the ultimate goal. What I want is Jesus, mm-hmm. and I want everything about Jesus, right? I want to share in his sufferings. I want to experience that. I want to share in his resurrection. I want to experience that. I just want Jesus. I want to know Jesus. I want to experience Jesus. I want to be with Jesus. That was Paul's heart, and that should be our heart as well, that the ultimate goal for us as Christians isn't just to get out of hell and to get into heaven. The ultimate goal for us as Christians is to know Jesus and to experience the life that he has for us, both here in this life and in eternity. The goal is Jesus. And if you think about it, and if you go back to the Old Testament, this was the goal of Moses as well. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be in the presence of God. You remember the story where uh, the 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 Hebrew people, after they came out of Egypt, they built a golden calf. Mm-hmm. Mistake, right? Big mistake. Yeah. So they began to worship idols and all that kind of stuff. And and in um, Exodus chapter thirty three, you know, God said, "Okay, I, I promised I would give you land, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that land. I'm gonna send you into the promised land, but I ain't going with you." Remember that? I do. Yeah. Man heartbreaking. Yeah. He said, you can go, I'm going to send an angel. We're going to prepare the land for you. You can go live in that land that I promised, but, but my presence is not going with you. And then Moses said, wait, 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 God, <laughs> that that's not what we want. You know, that's not what I want. I, if, if your presence does not go with us, we're not your people. That's what makes us distinct is you, mm-hmm. you being with us, your presence, right? And so for us as followers of Jesus, what makes us distinct is Jesus. 
the, the opportunity that we have as his children to live in his presence and to know him and to experience him. Yes, heaven is wonderful, and it's a wonderful reward for God's children, but heaven would not be heaven without Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right? It would not be. Now, let me ask you, so if someone listening to us today got saved because they didn't want to go to hell and didn't want to go to heaven, what does that mean? I would say they're saved, right? I mean, if you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, if you've believed that Jesus Christ died in your place and rose again and you've given your life to him, you're a Christian mm-hmm. in a discussion, right? Yes. But just understand the ultimate goal, right? We're not Christians. We didn't give our lives to Jesus just because we wanted to get out of hell and get into heaven. We believe that he died and rose again because we wanted everything about him. We wanted him. We want a relationship with him. We wanted to know him, to live with him. That's why we gave our lives to Jesus was to experience Jesus. Well, I've heard people, the misconception is this idea of, I just want fire insurance. In other words, they're going to get saved so they don't go to hell. Yeah. Now, um, you know, I've seen also people get saved that way and end up turning their lives around and Jesus becomes real to them in all kinds of ways. That's the process of sanctification, that we give our lives to Jesus and we trust Jesus to do a work within us to give us the right desire. Sometimes we do do the right thing for the wrong reason. Sometimes we do, right? (laughs) So it's wonderful. Yeah, Jesus is the ultimate goal. Yeah, amen. Well, number three, and I think this is a big one, heaven is only a spiritual reality. Yeah, it's a real place, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean, if you think about it right now. It is more real than we are, is it not? I would say so, right, in a sense. So you would you think about it right now. At the right hand of the Father is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is fully God and fully man. man. And so right now in the presence of God is the eternal Son of God mm. who is flesh, resurrected flesh, right, but a real living, alive person in heaven, mm-hmm. right? So it's a real place, and a real resurrected person, Jesus Christ, resides in, in the eternal presence of, of the Father right now. It's a real place. And, and when you read the Bible, I mean, this is, you know, what the Bible writers tell us. You think about, for example, John 14, 1 through 3, where, where Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If I were not so... Would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? Prepare a place, right? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. So when Jesus speaks about where he's going, he speaks of it as a place, right? Mm -hmm. He says to the thief on the cross, from this day forward, you will be with me in paradise. He's speaking of a place. You think about when Jesus ascends before the disciples, he ascends to a place. The disciples look into the heavens, the Bible says. And so, man, when we read the New Testament, heaven is presented not just simply as a spiritual reality, but a physical reality. Now, we don't know all the ins and outs of that. I mean, we can't look on a map and say, well, heaven must be right over here, or it's in this location or this direction. We don't know exactly where this place is at, Mm -hmm. obviously. But from what we see in scripture, it's far more than a spiritual reality. It's Mm -hmm. a physical reality because right now, not only is the eternal son of God, the resurrected Lord in the presence of the father, but other created beings are in the presence of the father as well. Angelic beings, right? Created. Now they're spiritual beings for sure, but they are created beings in the presence of the God of all creation. It is a physical place Mm -hmm. where God's presence fully manifests itself and, and where the eternal son is right there with the Father, ruling and reigning over his creation. You know, on a metaphysical level, they always talk about these alternate realities. Mm. But heaven is reality. Heaven is reality. You know, heaven is the real thing. It is the real thing. Amen. Um, 
as you said, Lazarus actually was in Abraham's bosom, a real place. Yeah, so you, you talk, know, think about you, that in, in Luke chapter 16, where where Jesus gives this parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Lazarus dies, and he he's taken by the angels to Abraham's mm-hmm. bosom. And so Jesus, and I know that's a parable, it's a story that Jesus tells us, but he presents it as, man, this is a real place, that 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 Lazarus is really in the presence of God, Abraham's bosom, and the rich man really is in a place of eternal torment. And so these are physical places that the Bible describes for us. And we don't have anybody saying, oh, that, I don't believe that. I mean, they were just hearing him and accepting it as truth. I mean, right. it was whether it was, a, you know, we can debate whether it was an actual person or not. The point is that it was actual reality. Right. This is a real thing right. that's really right. happening. Right. Um, how about number four? This is an interesting one. Heaven is forever, isn't it? Well, eternal life is forever. Okay. Right? And so here's what we know right now, that, that, that there is a present heaven. Uh-huh. That right now, that those who've gone before us, who, believe, who believed in Jesus Christ and gave their lives to him, they are in heaven. They are in the presence of God, right? Mm-hmm. But where they are right now is not their final destination. Exactly. Right? I do agree with that. Because there's coming a day that Christ is going to return. Mm-hmm. And when Christ returns, the dead in Christ will rise first, and mm-hmm. those who are left on this earth will meet him in the air. And then God is going to make a new heaven, new heaven. and a new earth, right? Lord. Revelation chapter 21 and Revelation chapter 22 speak of this. And so when we speak of heaven right now, what we're really speaking of is the present heaven, or what theologians call the intermediate state, mm-hmm. right? That that there's coming a day that we are going to be like Christ in the sense that we are going to have resurrected bodies as well in a new heaven and new earth. And so heaven is not the final destination. It is a temporary destination, if you will. It's an intermediate state. Now, we don't know what that what that's going to be like, right? We don't have all the ins and outs and scripture of the intermediate state, but we do have one passage. Listen to what Revelation 6, 9 and 10 say. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? And so these are the souls of martyrs, right, who have given their lives to Jesus Christ and lost their lives for it. And and, and they're there. They're, They're not resurrected yet, correct? Right. And they're saying, how long? How long until, you know, God avenges his people? So intermediate state, Mm -hmm. right? And in that intermediate state, they are aware of what's going on. They're aware of what's taking place. They're aware that it's not yet finished. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And so, so listen, here's what we know, that right now for those of us who are listening, who have loved ones, who've passed away, who are, uh, who were believers in Jesus Christ, they are certainly in the presence of God. Yes, of course. And they know they're in the presence of God. They're experiencing joy. They're experiencing freedom from their sin. They're Mm. experiencing freedom from past illnesses. Uh, They are, right, healed in the presence of God, and they are with him, and they will be with God forever, Mm -hmm. right? However, there's more to come. Wow. There's a resurrection that's coming. There's a new heaven and a new earth that's coming. And so we 
are when when we pass away, if Christ has not yet returned, we are going to be with him, right? Paul talks about this in in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 8, uh, that to be away from the, the body is to be at home with, with the, the Lord, Lord, right? Paul said in Philippians 1, 21, to live is Christ, to die is gain. So we believe wholeheartedly that when we leave this life, that we're in the presence of God, but there's yet more to come. Amen. Isn't that cool? That is. You know, I just think it's so important that we understand that, you know, well, in the Old Testament, there was a holding place as well, don't you think? I mean, what, this idea of paradise and torment. And, well, and then Jesus going down and bringing him captivity captive. And Well, we could talk about that on another podcast. <laughs> it gets a little bit deeper than just we curious. want to get right now. I'm but, just curious if that was a hold. Was that, uh, in other words, that was a temporary place as well, don't you think? Or no? What we see taking place from the Old Testament to the New Testament is a, uh, greater understanding of the reality of eternity. Okay. And so I would say that in the Old Testament, uh, that Old Testament saints did not have the understanding of eternity that we have based on the New Testament, right? And so you read things in the Old Testament like Sheol or the place of the dead mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Uh, where, where, and, and again, we're getting a little bit... Okay, we don't get, have to. But the idea I, of progressive revelation yeah. as, you know, as we work throughout Scripture... I do believe in progressive yeah, revelation. As we no get throughout doubt. Scripture, we have a better understanding of what eternity looks like, right? Amen. All That's right. right. What's next? All right. Next misconception. We earn our wings when we get to heaven. Hey, have you ever been to a funeral tray where you heard the preacher, hopefully not me, say something like, man, he was such a good person. We know that he's in heaven now. He's earned his wings with the <laughs> angels. Man, he's finally an Unfortunately, angel. Unfortunately, I've heard that, yes. Yeah, but there's a big difference between an angel and a human, isn't there? Mm-hmm. From the very beginning. <laughs> right. Created differently. Angels and humans are distinct creations of God. Mm-hmm. And so when someone dies in Christ, they do not earn their wings. They they do not become angels. They become, <laughs> they're human, right? <laughs> and I would say that, that you know, when, when we experience the resurrection someday, that we will be more human than we even are now because we will finally be exactly who, who God, God intended us, us to be, right. like Adam and Eve in the garden before they fell mm-hmm. into sin, completely free from sin, glorified mm-hmm. in God's presence, unhindered by sin. We will be more alive than we are right now, fully human as God intended us to be. And so we will not be angels. We will not be floating on a cloud, playing our harps or anything like that. Uh, you will not become your grandchildren's guardian angel someday. That's not what Scripture teaches us. In fact, what Scripture does teach us in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, is that, and I don't know how this works, the Bible doesn't make it clear, but Paul says this, that someday we will judge the angels, right? Wow. Mm, so, so, So you have this idea in Definitely Scripture. Definitely a distinction. That there is a clear distinction between humans and angels. And so, Trey, I don't want to ever hear you say at a funeral... <laughs> That you sister, won't. she just earned her wings. You will never hear and me say that. And if you're listening to this podcast today, never say that. I won't. Hey, listen, um, you know, on the movie, though, It's a Wonderful Life. You know, that's Clarence earning his wings. You know, he had died back in the 1700s. So uh, I think, no, it just confuses right, and muddies right, right, the situation. Right, 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 right. And we've just come out of Christmas, so I know that that's a big yeah, deal. We, so. Again, we just want to be clear on what Scripture teaches, and we want to help people understand what clear. And this is, I mean, it's a beautiful reality, right? It's a beautiful reality to know that, man, we are distinct Amen. from angels. Amen. That, that God has, he has made us, not angels, he has made us humans in his image. The Bible never says that, that about angels or anybody else. But us. But us, right? right. Number six, 
how we live after we come to Christ has no effect on eternity. Now, this is interesting, and we don't have time to get into all this either. Uh, but, but I think for us, for a lot of people, again, going back to what we talked about earlier, this idea of I've got my get-out-of-hell-free card, right, that God forgives everything, all my sins are forgiven, and so I can, I can gain, right, eternal life because I've placed my faith in Jesus. He forgives everything. I can go and live with him in heaven, but yet on this earth I can still live like hell, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. That's what people think. Yeah. That's, that's the idea. I can gain eternity, but still live how I want because all of my sins have been forgiven. Now, all of your sins absolutely have been forgiven. And in Christ, Paul says in Romans 8, verse 1, that there is no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are completely saved, right? Exactly. Completely. But, totally. Fully. But being saved changes us and changes our desires and changes the way we want to live. And again, we don't have a lot of time to get into all this, but there is this idea in Scripture uh, that that we will be rewarded mm-hmm. in heaven according to our faithfulness to God. Now, we're saved by faith alone, so we're not saying works-based salvation or anything like that. Of course not. We're saved by faith alone, but God rewards us based on our service before him. And we don't know what all those rewards look like. We don't know, you know, exactly what that means. But but there is this concept in Scripture where God's children will be rewarded based on their service before him, right? And so how you live your Christian life now, today, does matter for eternity, right? So what we do, I've heard, echoes through eternity. What we do right now echoes through eternity. That's a good way to put it, right? And you think about some scriptural examples. You think about, for example, uh, the story that Jesus tells, the parable of the talents, right? Mm -hmm. Where he gives each of his servants, you know, a certain amount of money, or the master gives his servants a certain amount of money to invest, and one, you know multiplies it this many, another this many, and one does not, right? And 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 the master comes back and rewards his servants mm-hmm. based on what they've done with what the master has given them. And so, you know, this idea that when we enter into the eternal rest of our Father, he is going to reward us, his children, based on what he's given us to serve him with, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And you think about just some other scriptures real quick. You think about Second um, Corinthians 5, t- 10 speaks to this. For we must all, all, that's every single one of us, right? Every one of us. Appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. So there's going to be this great judgment, right? And for those who have been uh, faithful followers of Jesus, we're not going to be judged for our sin. That's been done at the cross, mm-hmm. right? But exactly. we are going to, you know, be judged in a sense for what we've done with our Christian life and be rewarded, right? Now, here's what's interesting. And again, I keep saying this. We don't have a whole lot of time to get into this. Trey, you're, you, you are probably going to receive some different rewards than I'm going to receive. And I'm going to be rewarded differently than you're going to be rewarded. And, and that's the way it is. The thing about it, in God's presence, when God rewards you, Trey, I'm not going to be jealous of that. No. no and you're way. not going to be envious of the way that God rewards me. Because in heaven, man, it's, it's perfect joy, perfect love. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see the way that God rewards you for your faithful service. I'm going to be, Trey, that's awesome, right? And so... It's, it's interesting because in this life, I see reward, and I'm like, Trey, I did better than you. Right? <laughs> exactly, but there won't be any of that. There won't be any of that, right? Won't so, be comparisons. Yeah, there won't be any comparison. We'll be, just, we'll be in eternal joy and encouraging each other in the way that God rewards his children I mean, for their service. The proof is the verse you've already used about the martyrs. Yeah. There is a special place yeah. in the heart of God for yeah. martyrs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there is a difference. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, number seven, heaven will be boring. Right, because we'll all be sitting on clouds and strumming our harps, and that's all we're going to do. And everything's white. And everything's white. 
I hope you like whites, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what it is, isn't it? So. Well, what with, and, and again, this is so interesting. And Scripture doesn't spell all the details out for us. But what we do know is that, that God is going to resurrect us from the dead. And he's going to give us a new heaven and a new earth. And, and I mean, that's a glorious thought. So one, the idea of once and for all, we are going to be in God's presence for all of eternity, unhindered by sin. Mm-hmm. Every day, we're going to learn more about our Father who loves us. That's exactly right. Every day. We're going to see Jesus face to face. I don't think that's going to be boring, Trey. No. To see the one who lived for us and died for us and rose again. And just the reality, too, that we're going to be reunited with people that have gone before us. You're going to see those family members that have gone ahead of you. That's not going to be boring. And new heaven, new earth, right? And so so you think about it. God is going to, to restore the cosmos that... that New heaven, new earth, we're going to be, in, in a lot of ways, it's going to be familiar to us, mm-hmm. right? We live in a broken world now. Can you imagine living in a world that's not broken? And how gorgeous this how world gorgeous, is, we right? think it is, and what it's going to be. And we don't know what, what all is going to take place, but, I mean, there's a great book by Randy Alcorn called Heaven, uh, that, and he gets in all these details and thinks through this, and that's a great resource for you to read through. But he talks about, man— you can expect in heaven, you know, to enjoy some of the same things you enjoy on this earth, that there's going to be work, but work that's not, you know, cursed. Uh, there's going to be, you know, recreation and all these kind of things that we enjoy just glorified mm-hmm. and better because we're going to be a new heaven, new earth that is unhindered uh, by sin and brokenness. And so, so for us, the goal isn't the present heaven, the intermediate state, that's glorious. We can't wait to be with God, you know, after we die. But the, the ultimate goal is the resurrected life where God renews everything, a new heaven and new earth, and allows us to live in his presence unhindered by sin for all of eternity. It is not going to be boring at all. It's going to be glorious for all eternity. The old song, heaven is a wonderful place. I mean, it, it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pastor Tommy, close us out and... Uh, just to encourage people to come back and be a part of our podcast. Yeah, so we hope this was helpful for you today, and we did not get into all the nitty-gritty today. This was uh, just a real brief overview of, of some of the realities of heaven, and we could have gone in so many different directions today, but we hope that what you did here was helpful for you, and it makes you curious. And so I would recommend that you would grab a hold of that book, Heaven by Randy Alcorn. It's a great book. I'll put those in the, that book in the show notes for you. And I hope that this encourages you today to live for what is to come, that you will live every day faithful to the Lord because you love him and you desire to live in his presence. And I hope uh, that you will take this podcast today and you'll share it with somebody and you will uh, let them know about the things that that, uh, you're learning from this podcast and you'll bless them with it and leave us a review. Uh, Subscribe so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. And I hope as always that this episode has helped you connect faith to life. 